On this episode, I sit down with 23-year-old photographer and graphic designer, Greg Loxon. He's the creative assistant for Billionaire Boys Club, better known as BBC, and I am Mother, the creative collective that we're both fortunate to work under. We talk about his career as an intern for the brand just three years ago, fast-forwarding to his recent collaboration with HBO's Game of Thrones, putting passion behind your work, ComplexCon, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe to our show and follow us on Instagram at Rise and Talk for more episodes just like this. Good morning, good morning. I'm your host, Marty Olivo, and welcome to Rise and Talk Radio. On this season, I sit down with people who are shifting the landscape of content creation, exploring the minds of creators from all over the world. We sit and talk about design, art, music, culture, and everything in between. This show is about the process, a platform built from growth and conversation, designed with you in mind. This is season one of Rise and Talk Radio. So yeah, how how's your day going? How's good, how's everything man. in the uh, in the BBC I Mother? Everything's good, world? you know. Always busy. Yeah. Everything BBC is always coming out with new stuff. A million things at once. Pharrell's always doing new things, so mm-hmm. it's always a busy environment here. It's mm-hmm. nice. So like, you have a background in was it design and photography. Photography is technically okay. my uh, my. But you're craft. dabbling into design. A design, bit, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I I call myself both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm trained as a photographer. When did you start getting into photography? Was it a really young age that you decided? I was always in the art. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was young, you know, I have an older brother and he was always in the music and performing arts and visual arts. And mm-hmm. just growing up, I was always exposed to that. And so when I was in school, I always took art classes like painting, drawing mm-hmm. and stuff. But when I became a senior, I kind of realized like I was never a good painter. Mm-hmm. I was never good at sketching. I was never good at technical drawing or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I had an eye and I kind of always knew that. And so I started going into video and photography when I was in when I was in my senior year. That's kind of what got me into it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bother drawing anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do what I think looks cool on the on the camera and, and just mm-hmm. roll with it. And I never had any technical background, but I kind of just rolled with what I thought looked cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I actually didn't go to art school, photography school for my first year out of college. Same. My parents didn't want me to, Asian mm-hmm. parents. Um, Talk talk about that real quick, because like me having Mexican parents is kind of the same. It's kind of the, the same, same thing. Right? I listened like, to your podcast last night about you. you had that thing. Yeah, you know. That, yeah, absolutely. That it's it's that it. it's that moment. Like you realize, like okay, I still have to pursue this regardless. Mm-hmm. Like what was that for you? Because I've heard it many times before. Having Asian parents is like a very like you have to do this mm-hmm. that you know. My parents have always been pretty relaxed with me. You know, okay. they're more they're more on the liberal side for for mm-hmm. Asian parents, especially Filipino parents. You know, they're usually pretty, you know, tiger mom like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But <laughs> um, you know, they're pretty relaxed with me and and they kind of found a middle ground with me mm-hmm. and they let me go to a liberal arts college and do media studies. Okay. And that was kind of the closest thing for me to going towards something that had a full-time job, mm-hmm. 9 to 5, you know, kind of thing and and not being a starving artist. Is yeah, kind of what they wanted they for saw. me. Like, yeah, they didn't want okay. me to, to go down that path and, and kind of be stuck. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that they didn't want me to follow my dreams. They just wanted me to be financially secure. Mm-hmm. Like they came from the Philippines to, to Canada. where mm-hmm. I grew up in Vancouver yeah. um, to give me and my siblings financial security. And mm-hmm. they kind of just want the same for me. So they just wanted me to look at it from kind of a more functional standpoint but that was a battle though right like at the beginning stages like it totally all right, was all right you want to pursue this and you love it and you're mm-hmm. pursuing it and like you're going into that field but all right where's the money like yeah. where's the stability yeah exactly yeah so it must have been hard like at the very very definitely early was tough um mm-hmm. i was going for something that was more uh, a regular 
kind of degree mm-hmm. when I was in my freshman year. I went to school out in LA, actually, uh, mm-hmm. Inland LA, Bitzer College. Um, and that's where I kind of realized that I want to do photography, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I want to do it. I'm going to apply to NYU Tisch. I'm going to apply mm-hmm. to Parsons. You know, I was out in California and I love LA. You know, mm-hmm. LA is great, but it's it was too slow for me at the time. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to relax. You know, I was a college kid and I just wanted to chill, but there was a part of me that was like, I can't be here because I'm not going to progress here. Okay, what was it that made you realize that? It was just the pace of everything. It was the pace, okay. yeah. Um, I took more film classes, more photography classes, and it just kind of made me realize that I had a passion. Mm-hmm. And I had a professor actually at Pitzer who was a uh, used to be a NYU Tisch professor, which mm-hmm. is where I ended up going. And she's how I found out, out about that photography program here out in NYU. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a class with her, and she, I mean, she told me I, I had chops, and, and, and you know, she, she, she wrote for me, and, and that kind of showed me that I was like, I kind of have chops here, and I kind of have something going here. And I told my parents how happy I was there, like yeah. just not growing. And from then they knew. They were like, you know what? If that's how you feel, you gave it a shot, like go for it. Yeah. And I rolled with it, and I worked my ass off to put in these transfer applications and mm-hmm. kind of just worked out. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Um, what was the first, like, the first moment? Because the way you put it together it almost sounds like all right that's the first time someone publicly like really believes yeah that you can actually pursue this. for real so was that i guess that just kicked things into gear for you yeah it was cool like you know all my art teachers in high school always you know they support you because because mm-hmm. they have to but this is someone yeah. that specializes in photography and mm-hmm. and that for me was kind of just validating mm-hmm. you know uh, my parents will always support me but they don't quite maybe understand you know visually or aesthetically what makes you know skill and talent and and, sure you know what makes an eye and to have someone that has that kind of background validate me was you know Mm -hmm. that was big for sure what was your first experience like picking up a camera for the first time what was Um, that like for you it's my dad's camera old nikon Mm -hmm. um i didn't think much about it honestly Mm -hmm. i just went with it just pick up and go pick up and go you know i kind of just always have known what i liked Mm -hmm. um Visually, maybe not specifically, but when I see something, I know what I like, and I can keep that in my brain, and I can kind of use that when I take my own photos. Yeah. Um, so I have a good mental library, visual library, yeah. I would say. I mean, yeah. it's all about storytelling, right? It like, is. Yeah. Being able to mm-hmm. tell the story, like how what's that process like for you? Because when you're in a room and you you know are, are told this is what we're gonna do next, right? It's like now it's it's more in clothing, I right. suppose, but mm-hmm. it's also. You know developing an environment what's your process when working in that field it's tough you know you gotta especially working for a brand that right now it, it bbc is out there mm-hmm. right and the clothing isn't for everyone like i can say that honestly and when i mm-hmm. first started working here as an intern i i didn't know much about the brand mm-hmm. but you know you have to learn about the history you have to learn about the context you know learning about how you know, Pharrell and Ego came up with a brand way back in the day, and you know, so really how, learning the history. Yeah, yeah, the history, and you know, the front and video where that OG BBC logo first came out, and like all yeah. this like culture yeah. that yeah. is written into the brand, really mm-hmm. like that's what allowed me to really tap into the brand's DNA and mm-hmm. understand where we can go with it in the future. Yeah. You know, because obviously there's a lot of change going on with BBC right now, just mm-hmm. as as far as internally and and you know the clothing we want to release and the the market we want to tap into there's just a lot of change and 
I think that understanding where we came from as a brand is what's going to yeah. help us grow. Is it fair to say that BBC, before it was like very graphic tea and loud, mm -hmm. which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, what, that I, that's what I grew up in. Probably yeah. one of the best moments mm -hmm. in, in culture, especially sure. in hip-hop and music, right? Yeah. But now it feels like BBC has grown up a lot. For sure. You know, you're more into the gear of like button-ups and solid mm -hmm. colors and, yeah. you know, it feels like, you know, something that everyone can wear now, which is yeah. great. And that's kind of what we're going for. Um, mm -hmm. We still have that young demographic, that young kid that is buying the graphic tees, the mm -hmm. loud stuff. Um, but you know, for me, I wish like that those kids would more understand where the nature of these loud graphics came from. Sure, that's one of the biggest things that I, you know, working at BBC, kind of want to express to our young market because that's a lot of the people who are buying our stuff right now. Yeah, um, this kind of young demographic and. You know, the whole graphic tee was in this time that, you know, Pharrell and Nigo didn't care what people thought. Of course. They wore whatever they wanted, the long jean shorts, you yeah. know, crazy, you know, <laughs> colorful Farsi jackets. Like yeah. they, they, they started that. That is like, it's an it's a inspirational thing, you know? Yeah. Um, we call ourselves an aspirational brand. Mm -hmm. And that whole idea of like, wear what you want, like don't yeah. care what people think. And, and that's kind of what we want to push and our clothing, you know, mm -hmm. like I want it to be more than about these kids liking the graphics. I want them to yeah. get with our. I guess understanding that being yourself is incredibly important. Right, exactly. Feeling that's kind of our brand ethos. Skin. That's the Pharrell yeah. ethos, really. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And that's what we want to push. I mean, he's the boss at the end of the day, yeah. right? Yeah. So what was that? Um, I guess that first moment you you started working on some of these projects that because you were an intern before. I was an intern, yeah. But transferring yeah. into your position now. What have you seen change just in the Iron Mother vein or in the BBC vein? Like, what's one of the biggest changes you've seen? Because obviously people have, you know, there's different branches. Yeah. Like, as you know, there's, you know, a thousand different sure. layers mm -hmm. under the Iron Mother umbrella. Definitely. So what are some of the changes that you've seen? I think as a company and as a brand, speaking on Iron Mother, I mean, speaking mm -hmm. on both of them, you know, we're kind of coming to this point where we have the traction that we need to to make waves, you know, mm -hmm. especially with iMother right now, we're starting to land clients that, you know, are, are big scale and, yeah. and doing really cool things with a brand that, that wasn't quite happening when I, when I first started here. Mm -hmm. um, and just to see that is great. And just as far as BBC, you know, it's such a small company. Mm -hmm. And so being here, you really get a hands-on feel. Yeah, I mean, seeing the internals, it feels like everyone has their hands in everything, mm -hmm. and which everything. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's what, I love here is that I do a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I, I hop on design, I hop on photography, like mm -hmm. I hop out sometimes with PR and seating. We have yeah. seating conversations in here and I get to like think about things that I wouldn't get to think about otherwise. Mm -hmm. And that for me is so important in kind of just growing as an artist yeah. and understanding a business from, from a more of a back-end perspective yeah. and not just being a creative. You is, know? It, is it fair to say that you're a very special behind-the-scenes player? Cause like you don't like, I guess now with like some of the photos that have been you know put out on social mm -hmm. through BBC, like you're starting to show yourself more. Yeah, like yeah, you feel yeah. like for a long time you're very behind the behind scenes. the scenes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you feel comfortable being you know in front or or behind the scenes? M now? More recently, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've done a couple things here and there recently where I've been more in front of the camera, mm -hmm. um, which is definitely weird for me. I'm always behind the lens. Yeah, I'm always behind the scenes. I'm yeah. not not in front of the camera. Um, <laughs> Not the most comfortable in front of the camera, mm -hmm. not Same the most here. comfortable talking either, but mm -hmm. you know, like 
it's something you got to get better at. Yeah. And I'll take whatever opportunity to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of a behind the scenes guy. I have my hand in a bit of everything yeah. here. So yeah, it's, it's cool to get to do that, to feel a part how of have, everything. How have you sort of seen like your creative process grow? Because like, what is, what is the day in the life of, of Greg at this point? Like how, how hectic or how, how calm is it? It's, uh, it comes in waves. Mm -hmm. uh, when there's big projects, we got, you know, for example, ComplexCon. Mm -hmm. It's we, make crazy. A, mm -hmm, we make a whole line of product for that and mm -hmm. so as soon as the crunch time comes around for for cut meeting deadlines for lead times on mm -hmm. t-shirts and accessories and whatever garments we're making mm -hmm. um that's when it gets really busy yeah. you know that that kind of thing gets really busier when i took a vacation in vancouver recently i set up three different shoots back there so was that the stuff that you posted like in the woods area yeah in the woods area amazing. thank you that thank was, you that was, nuts. that was fun to be able to go back home and go somewhere where I kind of know the area mm. I, I know everything that's going on I I have my transportation too like yeah. I got my parents car out there so like <laughs> it's, it's cool I get to really just explore with yeah. my friends back there who are also heavily creative you know mm -hmm. and just get, get to do our thing out there um, that was math fun for sure what are some of the things because like you've grown as a as a photographer overall you know over the over the past few years but like what yeah. has been you know some of the things that you've learned around the way maybe some piece of advice um not directly towards one person but just any piece of advice to anyone starting out patience um that's a big one i think that that people you know with the accessibility of photography today and mm -hmm. the accessibility to an audience accessibility to other people's work people want the fast way out mm -hmm. and they think that just posting cool photos is is going to do that but I think that you gotta you gotta definitely think deeper about what you're doing. And it's about the the work at the end. Of yeah, the day. step back yeah. and you know see the big picture. Um, it, it it takes time, yeah. you know. And and I've been trying to do it myself. You know, I have my own phase of you know wanting to get mad likes and you know mm -hmm. wanting to be this cool photographer on Instagram. But when I kind of just stepped back and and did my thing and yeah, you know, didn't think about so much what other people were doing and and just take influences and do them my own way and. You know things like that you kind of just start to build your own vision and be happy with what you've created versus trying to compare yourself to what other people created mm -hmm. i think that's huge for sure. yeah again like it's yeah. almost you know separating yourself from mm -hmm. from where you are and just realizing like okay I'm, I'm i might not be getting the attention that a lot of other people are getting but the work is getting better yeah. i'm getting you know, better at the craft yeah. and every day as long as it's not wasted as a day well spent. Exactly. You progress know? is progress, right? Progress is that's progress. That's all you need. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, the changes. Do you ever see yourself not being in New York? Because, like, every time I come here, it's it's madness. It's, it's amazing. Crazy, no, man. but it's, it's dope, though, because everything... Oh, yeah. Something that I convey to people all the time is, like, one day... You can get done in New York in one day where you can try to do, like, in L.A. or anywhere else in, like, a week. Yeah, for you know, sure. It's, like it's crazy. It never stops, yeah. right? Um, Apart from you know working with brands like I Mother and BBC, mm -hmm. like what are you branching into? What does that What does that future look like? I don't know right now, man. To be mm -hmm. honest, I I'm kind of just I'm feeling it out still. Building. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of in a place where I'm still learning a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm happy with how I'm growing. I'm happy with the projects I get to work on. And mm -hmm. until I reach a point where I kind of feel like I'm not building where I want to be building to, mm -hmm. I'm I don't overthink things yeah i don't want to plan too much i don't want to you know pigeonhole myself into doing one thing when i'm good sure as hell change my mind a are day later a, you know are you a firm believer that whatever is supposed to happen will happen i think so but i think you gotta seize opportunities yeah, yeah. i think opportunities will come at you will always come at you mm -hmm. and and you know 
things will always line up and you'll always have a chance. Um, it's what you decide to seize that really mm-hmm. makes a difference, I think. Yeah. Being in the position that you are now, like, what do your parents think about what you do at this point? They're mad obviously, proud. Obviously, they've seen yeah. a ton yeah. of stuff. They're, they're mad proud. It's, it's, it's good to get, have gotten to a place where, you know, I have what they wanted from me. You know, mm-hmm. I have a salary. I have a nine-to-five stable job. Mm-hmm. But I'm also happy and I'm doing creative things, probably mm-hmm. things that they didn't think I'd be able to do, making a salary. Um, so they're ha- they're happy for me, and that for me is like one of the best feelings. Like, one of the one of the things I wanted to bring up is that you recently did this. Uh, you were on video for that Game of Thrones collab. <laughs> yeah, that Game of Thrones. What was that like for you? I couldn't imagine what was in your head while they were filming. Uh, was, Jason did that one, right? Jason is it, it Goldwatch? Yeah, it was Jason Goldwatch. Yeah, yeah it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mass appeal. Um, <laughs> that was that's that's what I'm talking about. That was mm-hmm. one of the opportunities recently where I got to be. Yeah. in front of the camera for once but that was super nerve-wracking to yeah. be honest was it? Um, but it was that's that's like a whole like studio like lights yo, and, like, the they whole were line. all set up in the store man <laughs> they had like director's chairs and they yeah. had lights and everything it was getting mad hot under the lights <laughs> i was like dabbing myself down and everything but yeah. you know it was it was cool like mm-hmm. i'd never gotten to be in anything that big scale mm-hmm. um what was that project like for you like how hands-on were you with the actual like garment itself that was from as far as production that mm-hmm. was mostly me so what had happened is we got the project mm-hmm. um me and Loic, my boss we kind of went to skate thing mm-hmm. who's the original graphic designer for bbc he's amazing legendary graphic designer he designs for cavent now which is this amazing. big up-and-coming japanese brand and we went to him to give us a bunch of designs on a varsity jacket mm-hmm. the second we got game of thrones we were like varsity jacket yeah i was like get us the, do you watch Game of Thrones at all? I don't. Not really? I, okay. I don't. Well, whoever knows, it's like, <laughs> get those family crests. The art of Game of Thrones is insane. They have these family sigils. Okay. And they're all so intricate. And the second we got Game of Thrones, we were like, we need those sigils. We need that art. Is that what's across the, like, the size? Yeah. The okay. All, that's all, like, it all, each one represents a different family in the show, mm-hmm. a different, like, team. So we sent all the logos and all the sigils to Skate Thing in Japan. Mm-hmm. He came back with a bunch of... Uh, six to nine designs something like that and we just nuts. chose the best one and and Loic and i kind of went in and i made some changes here and there mm-hmm. just to kind of make it work better with the jacket and then yeah we went to golden bear mm-hmm. who is they're like the old school that was the, uh, the other dude that was featured the other video. dude yeah, yeah exactly yeah, sure. exactly um they're like the old school varsity jacket mm-hmm. producers like if you think like old school high school varsity jackets yeah. way back in the day these yeah. guys were the ones the who originators. were the That's very amazing. first ones That's nuts. so this is like the top quality mm-hmm. American made like premium so cool. leather so getting to work with these guys on a project like this mm-hmm. which was backed by HBO we got to just go ham on the, yeah. on the details you know? That's amazing. usually we have to think about cost and yeah. how much we're going to sell this at so we got to rein in some of the yeah, design details yeah there's a lot of creative freedom and mm-hmm. yeah. we just got to do whatever we wanted and so we got six yeah. nine <laughs> three patches on each side yeah three patches on the back two mm-hmm. embroideries like it was just a crazy crazy project to work That's on nuts. how yeah. limited were those i know there was like a small run we but... made 25 of them 26 one for pharrell that and is crazy. 25. That is crazy. Everything was for celebrities. Yeah. And then we did like a giveaway for mm-hmm. like half of them maybe just yeah. to random people who entered a contest. Yeah. 
That's super incredible. cool project, man. Like I never would have thought I'd get a chance to work on something like that because mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the show too. Are you really? Yeah. So, <laughs> like when I got that project, and so was Loic. So, yeah. so we were both like super <laughs> like fanning out. Like yeah. it was cool, man. That's yeah, amazing. It was dope. What other uh, projects are coming up just in the BBC vein? The BBC I know there's like tons vein. of like collection content coming out. I would say the biggest thing right now is watch out for us at ComplexCon. Yeah. Um, we got a booth out there again, like last year. Um, we got a big collaboration coming mm-hmm. up for that event with uh, Ebrie Brantley. Mm-hmm. He's a Chicago-based artist coming up right now. It's um, amazing. Definitely check him out. He's, yeah, I stopped by the booth last year. It was, okay, it was yeah. incredible. Word, yeah. word, You were out there last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was nice. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, ComplexCon should be huge, man. It's going to be dope. It should be fun. Are you excited yeah. for uh, NERD? See yeah. Perform? yeah, it's gonna be sick. I'm super <laughs> excited for that. It's gonna be yeah. nuts. Yeah. I guess what we can leave on, man, is just like any piece, you know, I guess words of wisdom from Mr. Greg <laughs> himself. Because I mean, you know, often people don't really pat themselves on the back too much, but like you're a workaholic, dude. Like you work in the different veins of, of the company and it's I mean, I don't even know what time it is now. It's about to be seven PM. <laughs> like it's not a normal nine to five, right? Oh no, the grind no. Never stops. seven is normal for us, man. Yeah. We out like usually eight, sometimes it's, nine. It's crazy because like I post stuff on you know Instagram at three in the morning, and like the right, first three people, you, the first yeah. three people that see it is like you and you know. I appreciate that, man. That's Every amazing. time I see you grinding late night, I'm like, yo, yeah. I've been there. You know, we all been there. My coworker Mimi has slept on this couch. Yeah. Yo, shout yeah. out Mimi. Yo, shout out to Mimi. She is a, <laughs> Mimi is a workaholic, workaholic. man. She's Seriously. for real, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, like any, you know, words of wisdom to just close out the show with? Anything, you know, there's designers, photographers, consecrators listening. You know, I think as a creative, do what you want, man. Don't force yourself into one craft. Don't force yourself into one genre. You know, expand your horizons, man. I've been thinking about this a lot since you sent me that email, just giving me the topic, but like thinking about photographers and and understanding their craft. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of photographers haven't gone into like the history of photography. Right. You know, get in there, like know who the photography greats are, Mm -hmm. right? Like I think that brings so much context to your craft. Um, I think just broadening your horizons, perspectives. Yeah. Never stop growing. Yeah, never stop growing. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah keep learning i mean it's a million different things you could say yeah man but grind yeah never stops, yeah dude. grind never stops man for real well greg loxon thank you so much for being on man this is amazing thank you it's man. an amazing way to bring out the uh the season and uh i look forward to just seeing you grow man it's amazing Definitely, man thank you for having me thank you so much appreciate it